is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Well, uh, good morning. It's uh, really good to, uh, to be with you this morning. Uh, it's great to be able to continue um, our series on uh, well-being. Uh, if you missed um, last week, it was great to hear Graham discuss uh, some of the key points uh, he mentioned about leading yourself and giving you an overview for some of the key topics um, that we're going to be looking through uh, in this series. James, you'd like to whack the slide up? That'd be great. If you need to catch up, of course you can do so. Uh, head over to our YouTube channel and uh, catch back at your leisure. So today we're going to be looking at our first topic, which is physical well-being. In the coming weeks, we're going to cover other topics such as emotional, spiritual, um, financial, and other aspects of well-being as a whole. But today, as I mentioned, we're going to be focusing on the specific topic of physical well-being. Now, I can already hear the worried thoughts among you that you're in for a 30-minute lecture on running. And let me be honest, the thought did cross my mind. Some of you may be aware that I am, or in recent years, have become a keen runner, sometimes too keen, if you ask Rachel, but I'm going to do my best not to turn our time together into highlighting some of the best cross-country routes in South Derbyshire. So then, let me be clear, as when we're going to say that we're discussing physical well-being, you'll probably have had already lots of thoughts come to mind as to what's coming. As you know, there are plenty of sources you can go to to get input on this topic. One of the things we felt as elders when discussing the preaching series was to be very purposeful about presenting these topics from insights or perspectives from what the Bible has to say on the matter, rather than just highlighting the, or regurgitating the NHS's top tips or Joe Wicks, um, as good as they are. Now, while there is a lot of crossover from what's out there about physical well-being to what we're going to be discussing this morning, it's important to try to think about this from a heavenly perspective, as well as among the mix of well-being as a whole. It feels strange uh, starting this way, but this is what we are not going to be discussing this morning. This is not going to be a lecture on running, which is a shame, I know. This is not going to be a scientific study into the benefits of aerobic exercise. The thought did occur to me to get you all doing star jumps in the morning, but you'll, know, you'll be pleased to know I quickly parked that idea. This is not going to be the presentation of a new religious fad diet. This is not going to be a guilt trip into gym membership. And probably, most importantly, this is not going to be the be-all and end all to our overall well-being. After all, 1 Timothy 4 verse 8 says that physical training is of some value. Note the word some there. But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. In summary then, what we're going to be looking at has some value, but isn't the key to the fullness of our well-being as indeed none of the topics that we will look at over this series are the key to well-being in their own right. 
I think the potential pitfall is that it is possible to become too focused or obsessed on a single dial in our well-being journey to the point where you're neglecting some of the others. Physical well-being, in fact, can be lifted higher than any of the others from a worldly view. But for us as Christians, ensuring we value each one and prioritize our walk with God and understanding our identity in him is the most important thing. The other thing to mention quickly is that I fully recognize that each of us will be in a different place on this. And that's totally okay. Indeed, for this and any of the other topics we look at, God loves each and every one of us. There isn't a single picture we should be referencing for what physical well-being should look like. We're all at different stages of life and all living through different things. The point of this morning isn't to get everyone lapping 5K at the same pace. It's about thinking of God's heart for us and evaluating how we can shape these things into our own lives. So rather than just covering what we're not going to be looking at, let me share with you what we are going to be looking at. In essence, we're going to look at is physical well-being important? How looking after our physical well-being can in fact support well-being in other areas? What does the Bible have to say about physical well-being? And finally, that physical well-being isn't always a choice. Specifically within that, we're going to look at praying for healing, which we will have an opportunity to do so together at the end. On that note, why don't I pray quickly um, and we'll get started. Father God, I thank you that you are our creator, that you not only made the heavens and the earth, but that you also made us, that you love us and always want the best for us. So Father, as we look together at this topic, I pray that you would help us consider how this can help our holistic well-being, that you would reveal more of your heart for us and that your spirit would move among us. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, is physical well-being important? Is it something God actually cares about? Very simply, yes. After all, God is the creator of our physical bodies as well as our spiritual souls. Psalm 139 says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And in Jeremiah 1, the word of the Lord comes to him and says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Even before we visibly enter the world, God is there, our creator and our loving father. He physically made us and cares about all of creation. So it is therefore important for us to care about it too. We have a special role um, in this world as stewards of creation. And the point that can be made that looking after ourselves physically is very much a part of that. Our, our starting point then is that while God is spirit, he chose to create a physical universe and gave us physical bodies in which to live. It's also really important to know that Jesus, the Son of God, became a real human being with a physical body. He was physically crucified, was physically resurrected, and is now at the right hand of God in heaven. 
Our physical state is therefore a fundamental part of how God made us and how we live. We need to recognize its importance in the bigger picture of living and caring um, for ourselves. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 6, 19 to 20 uh, also teaches us this. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Looking after ourselves physically is therefore a key part of honoring God. His spirit lives in us. We are the literal embodiment of the temple of God. It's important to link the two together. Just as the physical temple would have been cared for, so too should we care for um, our physical bodies too. One of the reasons I believe we've started with physical well-being as the first topic is that it's one of those underlying things that can influence our well-being in other areas. I've been told that many models of counselling start in the physical before working their way to some of the other dials that we'll be looking through. Sometimes the, real we can, the reason we can feel emotionally empty, for example, is because we need help physically. So how do we care for ourselves physically? There are three points uh, we're going to quickly uh, look at. Um, exercise, nutrition, and rest. Now, it was inevitable that there would be some references to running this morning, hopefully not too many. <laughs> but coming back to that point about how our physical dial can also influence some of the others, there's a few things that have come to mind on this. Starting with the first point of exercise, often when I've made the conscious decision to head out for a run, other forms of exercise are also available, I often uh, feel returning that some of my other dials have taken a positive swing too. For example, I love getting out in the countryside, exploring footpaths and new routes, because one of the main things I enjoy through it is just seeing the amazing beauty of creation in front of me that I would have completely missed out on otherwise. That's your cue, James, for the next one. The swathe of colors in the sky during a sunrise or the bright shining light through the forest trees. There's part of those moments where my soul can't help but be blessed by seeing that beauty in creation. Just having the time to let it soak in and praise God in it gives my spiritual dial a significant boost. Psalm 8 says this, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? I could recount that time and time again, but not from a starting point of trying to get my spiritual dial up 10 points, but from starting with the view of physical activity and getting blessed in that in many ways. Just being there in the moment can help focus great times of prayer and thanksgiving, um, and I can wholeheartedly recommend it. There's also, um, just moving back, James, that's great. There's also an emotional time to, uh, for feeling good about putting the work in, as feeling the benefit for it, though sometimes I'll recognize that that one can go 50-50, um, as the pain doesn't always feel worth the gain. <laughs> But valuing the importance of physical well-being can give our emotional dial a boost in that we know we've put positive time into something of value. The other time with our other dials would also be relational. Being able to share activities or have the opportunity to spend time with others is a great chance to support, 
encourage and catch up. If you struggle to find the motivation to get out or do things by yourself, why not see if others you know would like to join you for a walk, a cycle, or whatever you choose to do? The, the truth is, I wouldn't be doing half the activities I currently do if it weren't for the support and encouragement, or even just knowing that someone else is there waiting for you <laughs> from others. The point is that all of these things together can help bring a positive change to our well-being as a whole, and not just the physical side of things. Now, I'm aware that I've started off uh, from the viewpoint about exercise, probably from the running bias coming back into play again, but it's important to think about physical well-being as more than just that. Other aspects such as uh, sleep and nutrition are also really important things to think of when considering physical well-being. The story that Graham uh, shared with us last time was in fact one of my all-time favorites, which may seem odd on first glance. Uh, the story, if you can recall, is what, the one of Elijah fleeing Jezebel just, and just getting to the end of his uh, physical, physical and emotional road. Enough, Lord! Kill me now! Was where he got to. Let's uh, pick up the verse, uh, the story in verse 5 of 1 Kings uh, 19. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there at his head was a cake. <sighs> there have been times when I feel like I've got to that point of giving up. Yet here we have the biblical basis for cake to be provided in those moments. Carrot cake. Belgian triple chocolate cake, coffee and walnut cake. God provides. You see why this is one of my favorite verses? Unfortunately, I can't honestly stand up here and claim the biblical basis for carrot cake. It is, in fact, uh, a cake of bread in the story. But the underlying point here is this. Elijah had got to the end. Physically, he was burnt out. He was fleeing for his life through the wilderness. This was no well-maintained path through South Derbyshire. He was exhausted, which can't have helped his emotional or spiritual state. Enough, Lord, I'm done. But God's response here was to provide for his physical needs. Food and drink were provided. Time to sleep and rest were also key parts of God watching out for Elijah in this story. And when the time was right, the angel encouraged him again to eat and drink before he set off again. He went for 40 days and 40 nights on that food. God's cake is the best cake. Good rest and good nutrition are key parts of our physical well-being. You will find many other sources verifying that claim. God cares for us and provides in all these areas. If sleep is something you sometimes struggle with, then pray about it. Give it to God. He cares and will provide for us in all aspects of our physical well-being. Again, the links back to the other dials uh, come back. If something is playing on your mind, either emotionally or spiritually, 
It might be impacting the time you have for rest and sleep. Again, I can relate to these times of being wide awake at 3 a.m. because of worries or thoughts playing through my mind. Give it to God. Jesus tells you in Matthew 11 to come to him, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Not wanting to take points away from the other weeks ahead, but the point of resting to ensure we're at a good place on our physical well-being dial is one to be mindful of. Looking uh, then at nutrition, while there may not be the, recommend, the biblical basis uh, for uh, carrot cake for your own benefit, there is precedent for eating your greens. It's a shame the kids have gone out, but it is true. Eat your veg. We all know the story of Daniel, uh, and it came to mind as I was preparing for this. The, the story goes uh, that Daniel and his friends chose not to defile themselves with the king's food and wine, but chose to eat vegetables and drink water for 10 days, and came off the back of it looking healthier than all the others. Now, the key thing for Daniel here wasn't actually that of eating better, but about setting themselves apart in a hostile kingdom. But you can imagine the excesses that were present at the king's table. I feel it goes hand in hand with Proverbs 23, which says, Listen, my son, and be wise, and set your heart on the right path. Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor, and drowsiness clothes them in rags. The takeaway from these passages, consider what you eat and drink. You may be tempted to take away from the story of Elijah that any food or, or in any quantities in those circumstances will do. But Proverbs 23, in a nutshell, is this. Everything in moderation. Be purposeful and sensible in the choices you make in what you consume to help your physical well-being. As I've mentioned, physical well-being can be a bit of a baseline for how we feel across the board on our other dials. And it's important to think of these things too. All these things combined can help shape our physical well-being. Keeping active, being mindful of what we eat and drink, along with ensuring we prioritize good rest and sleep. All of these things probably are things we already know, but they're important for us to be mindful to honor God with our bodies in these ways. However, as I mentioned at the start, physical well-being isn't always a choice. We may be willing inside. We may fully recognize uh, that all that we've looked at uh, today. But through ailments or illnesses, we're prevented from finding well-being in the physical. It's important to remember we live in a fallen world. Sickness is among us, which is far from the world that God originally created. And until Jesus comes again, we will continue to have imperfect bodies and suffering in these areas. However, we know that one day, as Jesus returns, he will bring restoration and fullness in all these areas. There are two points I want to make here. Firstly, it's this. If you're suffering with a physical ailment or illness, it's important we pray. Does God heal today? You bet. Healing isn't just something we see in the Bible and something we have no access to now. God is here with us right now. He heals today. His ear is open to our prayers. His hand moves powerfully to bring healing in people's lives. 
here in Jubilee, we've seen many powerful testimonies of hearing over the years. Crutches thrown away, cancers healed, legs realigned. This is something for us to press into, not just for us as a church body, but for us to pray for our friends and family who don't know Jesus yet. What a powerful message and testimony they can have of God breaking into their lives. Jesus said this in John 16, Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. No, he's talking to the disciples there, not you. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. James 5, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church um, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. It may be the case then that we find ourselves in the position of not having a choice to our physical well-being. In those circumstances, then, it's vital that we pray for ourselves and also for those around us. We're going to have a chance to do this very shortly. Graham has even brought his anointed oil with him. And as we do, let's be expectant for God to break through in what we lift up to him. And the final point while we're here is this, especially uh, so as we stand on the eve of our, uh, our week of prayer and fasting, is that praying into these things and others corporately as a church is really important. As we gather together and collectively pray and press in, it helps us unify us as the body of Christ. It helps stir and build our faith and expectation for God to move. Jesus tells us that when two or three gather in his name, he is there with us, our advocate and our redeemer. It's great to see uh, we've got such a packed timetable of all kinds of meeting types um, in the coming week. Can I encourage you to, to really prioritize this, to shift around your regular plans and to get along to as much as you can. We're expectant for God to move in a mighty way and to speak to his church powerfully. You know, there are some big situations among us. There are pains and there are hurts. And we want to pray faithfully as a church into those situations. Persistently pressing in. Faithfully calling on his name. Jesus, our Savior. Yahweh Rophe, the Lord who heals. So as we begin to close and have some time to respond, I just want to... Um, remind us of Graham's encouragement last week to expect breakthrough both now and in the coming weeks. And right now, I want to echo that encouragement to expect breakthrough as we pray right now. Uh, we've been praying uh, through the week for specific things that God wants to bring, uh, breakthrough, uh, bring breakthrough for in physical well-being, and it would be great to share those with you now. This is your guy's cue to come. Who's going first? That made a noise. It's always going to. Okay. 
Okay, so I've just got um, uh, um, two things in particular um, that I really feel God's laid on my heart and I'd like to pray if it's applicable. So the first is a right ear um, in terms of either clogged up or not hearing properly, if that makes sense. That's the first one. So a right ear. The other one is digestion in terms of, I know, it's always the nice ones, isn't it? Um, Digestion in terms of issues. And I really felt that to the point of impacting your life, whether that be through anxiety and worry or through stopping you doing the things. Um, And I really feel that God wants to break in this morning and free you of that. Um, There's another one that I'm I'm working my way up to being brave to bring that one. Um, But I really felt this verse, so uh, context, on a bus with Caitlin last weekend to town and Adam rings to say he's had a tyre go on the A50 and he's in the lay-by and blah, 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 all of that. No spare, what we're going to do. Alex crying in the background, I'm going to miss my football match. And Caitlin turned to me and went, oh my word, I didn't think that kind of thing would happen because God looks after us. And I was like, whoa, there's some theology. (laughs) I said, actually, that's not what the Bible says. It doesn't say that bad things don't happen to children of the living God. That's not the life we live. That's not the world we live in. Yes, God loves, protects us, and provides for us in numbers of ways. But actually, that doesn't mean that we don't have hardships. Just look at the disciples. (laughs) Actually, it doesn't mean that we don't go through struggles. It doesn't mean that we don't have illnesses, that that God... doesn't heal in this lifetime. Yes, we all get made perfect when we get to him and actually our lives are a drop of the ocean here and actually we've got eternity of that. So yes, there is that. But actually I was really struck by sharing that. But actually Matthew 18 says, Jesus called a little child and set him before them and said, I assure you and most solemnly say that unless you repent, and that is change your inner self and your old ways of thinking. Live changed lives and become like children, trusting, humble, and forgiving. You will never enter the kingdom. And I just really felt that actually there was something in that. We can become quite jaded and actually, oh, well, God didn't heal me. And I've been prayed for four or five times and he hasn't healed me. So therefore, he's probably not going to. Um, and I'm not even sure he can, or maybe, or maybe he heals other people. I just really felt, if that's you this morning, that there's something that you've not sure that you go to God as your first point of call, I just really wanted to encourage you to try again sounds wrong, but actually press in again. That doesn't mean that sometimes God's answer is no, and he's perfect, and sometimes we don't understand, but sometimes God's answer is not yet. So actually, I just wanted to encourage you, if that's something... Um, that, that, that you've struggled with. I'd really like to pray with you this morning. And the last one was to do with reproduction. So if you've got anything you'd like to be prayed for in that terms of element of any description, um, then I'd really like to pray with you this morning as well. I just want to... Um wonderful last that Rachel was referring to. Uh, this morning, uh, I was praying during the week for, what do you want, Lord? What do you want, Lord? And it's really great that God gives specifics. Just mm. love that. He didn't give me specifics. <laughs> so, 
got to say. Uh, uh, so just carrying on for that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll say one other thing. Um, so that um, whilst praying this in the service this morning, I could see a long corridor. just goes on forever. just goes on forever. And it's very plain. It's grey. It's got the lights overhead. It just goes on. And people have been walking down this corridor for a long time. And I felt some of that was healings that have been... Haven't, you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. You've been walking, and people have prayed for you, and you're still walking it. And it looks like it's going to go on forever. So into it. So I was asking God about that, and he said, well, it's a lovely, safe corridor. On the other side of the walls of the corridor is mayhem. There's dogs barking, there's groaning, there's pain and horror outside. But actually, this is a nice central heated corridor. And it's going on. It's a nice place to be. In fact, it's a narrow way that you're walking. And God's with you on the walk. Now, you can't see it, but there's angels dancing with you on your walk. And you're not alone on the walk. But it feels like you're alone on the walk. And you've been on it for a long time. It looks like it goes on forever. And I really feel that God, God is saying, I'm there, and I've got healing for you. I've got healing for you. Don't give up coming. Because actually every time you come, you get closer to me, and I like that. And God's saying, I actually, I love that when you get closer to me. When you realize, actually, this, this, this doesn't have to go on forever. But actually, as you draw closer to God, there's wonderful things. Wonderful things that God's got for us. And uh, we're never alone. And this journey might look like it's bland. But outside, there's, there's all sorts of things going on. And, uh, and this is a safe, good place. So uh, coming for, uh, and in the midst of that this morning, I really felt that piece of scripture, call for the elders. And uh, they're here this morning, and they're going to pray for you. Come. And the prayer of a righteous man will see and avail oh, much. Wonderful. Um, so so that, that, was, uh, that was what I thought would... And the, and, and the second thing was, overwhelmingly, come. All who came were healed. So often Jesus, uh, you know, whenever, he's, whenever people came, he healed the sick, captives were set free, they heard the great news. Wonderful. Everybody who came, in fact, he very rarely did he go and seek anybody. You find it really difficult to, to find. He doesn't go looking for this. The sick are climbing trees. The sick are, are, are getting down in front. All who came. Mm. And that was my overriding thing all week. The other bit was this, mainly this morning. But all those who came were healed. All. Are you all this morning? You're part of the all because God loves you. Loves all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Um, do you want to hang around? Um, band, are you guys all right to come up? Um, what we're going to do is um, just have some time to, to respond uh, to that. Um, we're going we're gonna to worship and we're going to um, have some time for, for ministry to pray um, into, into healing. So um, I think, isn't it so um, stirring for your faith when you hear some of these uh, prophetic specifics about things. So, um, you know, first and foremost, if you, um, if any of those things resonate with you, um, then please do come to the front. 
um, we'd, we'd love to pray with you. Um, can I just encourage us all to, to stand quickly? Yeah, just as um, just as the band begin to uh, play now, um, yeah, just just ask God to to speak to you about um, any of those things that we've talked about. Um, if if any of those specific points that uh, Paul or Rachel um, shared, can I encourage you to come to the front now? Um, we'd love to we'd love to pray um, and uh, press in um, to those specific things. Um, also, as well, you know. If physical, being, if physical well-being is something you struggle with, um, you know, generally, for any of the topics um, that we have discussed, then um, we'd also love to pray with you too. So um, can I just encourage you now to come um, as we worship? Um, I can't, uh, what Paul was saying about, you know, you've got you to take the step, you've got to come forward. The, I can't remember where I've heard it now, but the, it came to my mind, the quote of saying, like, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> in the sense of like, you know, we've got to we've got to be obedient and take that step forward and come come and ask God uh, for it. So we're going to worship. We're going to lift Him high. We're going to stand in faith in Jesus' name right now to for breakthrough. Yeah, for breakthrough um, in these in these things. So we're going to worship. Uh, you know, if any of those things resonate. Come to the front uh, right now. Let's not let's not wait for them to get like two choruses in or anything. That's we want to pray and press in right now. So can I encourage you to come? You are here.
to pray very specifically for any of you uh, at home watching our live stream this morning. Maybe the reason you're watching and not actually here in the room is that you can't be here because you are physically suffering at the moment, you're ill, maybe in pain. And so I just felt I wanted to respond in a way for uh, for you really as, as you watch and whilst you maybe can't be here directly, I felt I wanted to pray for you specifically. So if this morning you're at home, you're, you're watching this, you've heard Adam speak about physical healing, but this morning you're in pain or you're suffering, then right now I want to pray for you. So I encourage you, may put your hand on the area of your body that's in pain. Maybe it is a, an ear thing for you or a digestion thing. Maybe it's something else. I want to pray right now. So, Father, I want to pray right now in Jesus' name for any who are watching this video this morning, watching a live stream or maybe on catch-up, and maybe the reason they couldn't be here was because of a physical ailment or condition. I want to pray right now for healing in Jesus' name. I want to pray, oh God, that you would bring your power to rest. You would bring restoration and healing and freedom in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord God. I want to encourage you, if you're, you're watching this and you feel that God has met with you, then please do let us know in the week. Do contact us in a week. We'd love to hear your story, love to hear what God is doing. Come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Just before we continue singing, I want to ask you a question for, for those of you in the room. If maybe you heard what Rach brought as a specific word of knowledge, but haven't yet responded yet, I just want to encourage you. If that was you, one of those things, just raise your hand where you are. We'll make sure we don't miss anybody. Okay. Anybody else? God bless you. Okay, I'd love us to, to pray. If you're happy to, to join me at the front, I'd love, love to pray for you. Lord, would you release this morning such an anointing of healing in this room. 
God, thank you that you are a God of miracles. Thank you that you are a God who loves to heal, loves to bless, loves to set free. So God, we ask you to come and be at work, please, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are way maker.
Father, we thank you that you make a way where there seems to be no other way. That you are the light in the darkness, in a situation that may seem hopeless, in an illness that seems to have gone on and on. God, you make a way. In your presence today, there has been healing taking place. And we thank you, mighty God, that you have moved. Your presence is here. And online as well, those of you at home, that God has met with you. The healing, living God has met with you where you're at. We thank you, God, for your presence here today. We praise you. We worship you. We honour you. And we shout hallelujah to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And all God's people say, Amen. Thank you so much for being with us in person and online. Refreshments will be served in the box where you can remove your mask to have your drinks and refreshments. It's been so good to see you. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Come along on any Sunday morning.